Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy that you're here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. We have a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to that I'm really excited about because, you know, I always love to chit chat with my girls. I have been setting up my microphone and it, it's been it's gone out about 16 times. So I think that's a sign that I need a new laptop or microphone, but hopefully we we got enough sauce over here to last us for the episode. Um, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to say about everything that's going on in, in the world right now. I, I, my heart is broken and I pray for peace everywhere. I know that seems like so crazy that if you say something like that, people get angry at you, but I don't think that fighting and war solves anything ever. I just don't, especially in this situation, if, if violence would fix this situation, it would have been fixed already. And it's been going on since the 1940s. It's just so tragic and it's so sad. And, you know, last Saturday, there was an attack from the Hamas on Israel and we all saw videos and it's just so i mean it makes you sick it makes you sick i wish i never saw i wish i never saw those videos because i'll honestly like every time i think about them i start crying and retaliation and back and forth and what about this and what about that and pointing fingers and eye for an eye it's it doesn't solve anything I know that the Hamas doesn't represent all Palestinians, of course. People can't control their government. People can't control where they're born or what religion they're born into or what country they're born in. It's it's just like the, the people who suffer most from war is innocent. They're all innocent people. I don't agree with it. I wish, I wish that there was peace everywhere. And I know that people are like, well, that's such a cowardly response. I know that that's viewed as like a cowardly thing to say where it's like, I just want every, I want peace everywhere is a cowardly thing to say. Because I know there's such a long nuanced history of this conflict. And I know that people suffer, but nobody wins. I, I don't agree with war. I didn't agree with war when, when the U.S. was at war for 20 fucking years for, in the wrong place. For what reason? How many of our people died there or came home with, with catastrophic injuries or came home and committed suicide or best case scenario, PTSD and depression for the rest of your life? Did they win? So sad. My, my, my heart is broken and I wish that this would just be resolved. And I wish that we can live in, in a world where, I mean, it's 2023. This is like barbaric. This is medieval. And I know it's like, I, I, I know that, that there's so much history and I know that people have such personal ties to one place or another, whether it's your family or your friends or you or your ancestors, I understand that. 
but I wish that they could, I wish that there could be a, a resolution here. I don't think anybody deserves to, to be killed for no reason or to suffer for no reason. You know, it's just been breaking my heart. It's like, some people are born and they just don't, it's, it's terrible to say, but it's the reality. They, they just don't have a fair shot at life and they don't know anything other than suffering and, and struggling and fear and trauma. I don't wish that for anybody. So fucking sad. And I, and I don't want any, I, I really don't want anyone reaching out to me also and, and defending Hamas. If you want Palestine to be free, you want them to be free from the Hamas as well. Those two are not the same. I just know that there's going to be people who are like, well, this and giving me a history lesson and, and going, doing the back and forth. And it's just like, no, I don't, I don't support terrorism ever. But believe it or not, like saying that is, is frowned upon sometimes. Crazy. If you disagree with that statement, I don't want to hear from you. In, in fact, if you don't like me, I'll take it as a compliment. How about that? Anyway, all to say, I'm thinking of you and, and my heart is with you and, and the whole world is, is heartbroken right now. All of this bullshit needs to stop. It's like, what year is it? and overland, like it's, like it's the 1800s. Anyway, so hard to talk about serious things sometimes because, you know, like in the beginning of the podcast, cause it's like 10 seconds later, I'm like, well, let's get to these emails. And it's like, we're talking about something serious. And then it's like, Hey, I shit my pants at a Marshall's, you know? So let me get to these emails. I honestly just pulled it up right now. Hold on. Okay. Oh, okay. This one says embarrassing and FMK. Hello, Carls and the cutie kitty boys. My, my cats are being extra cute right now. I put on a show for Stanley cause he likes to watch TV and it's like a new one that, um, it's so cute. It's like lions and tigers, like drinking water and playing. <laughs> And he's like up close. This is his favorite show. So damn cute. God, I, you know what? I'm going to say it. If I saw a lion or a tiger, I would try and pet it. I know you're not supposed to, but they're just so damn cute. I want to, and I want to pet them. I want to feel what they feel like. Okay. Cutie kitty boys. Love you so much. Been following you and the potty for years. I even got my boyfriend hooked on the podcast. Ooh. And we love to listen to you while we're driving around, but you know, who's not driving. Oh, hell yeah, sister. I wanted to share something that's so embarrassing for no reason. Showing up somewhere way too early. Oh, you're so right. I work in an orthopedic clinic 
And in the fall on Saturday mornings, we have an injury clinic for high school and college athletes who may have gotten hurt in a game the night before everyone is supposed to sign up for at least one Saturday. And the past weekend was my turn to go help. The emails were sent out to everyone. Um, this all had different times. So I decided to go with the earliest one that I saw wrong answer. I got up and ready in order to make it there a few minutes early, but it turns out that I got there a whole hour early. Oof. I had even stopped to grab some coffee before I got there and was still so embarrassingly early. I hate being the very first one to show up for anything. So when I pulled up to this empty parking garage, I didn't know what to do. Cut to me sitting in my car because the doors are still locked and I'm damn near hiding in my car. So a few people in the beginning wouldn't show up and see how early I was and think that I'm so excited to be there. I guess better safe than sorry, but at what cost? Anyway, here are some pics of my boyfriend and I, as well as our sweet cat. He's our pride and joy. Thank you very much for reading. Oh, and then she gives a Wow, a very specific fuck Mary kill. Let's see. Um, that will do at the end. Let's see these pictures. Oh, how cute are you guys? Oh my god, the cat. Your cat has blue eyes. I'm so jealous. Wait, no, she's gorgeous. She could be like a fancy feast cat, I would say. She could definitely model. I think she has a future ahead of her. Um, no, showing up places so early is humiliating. I don't like being late, but you know what? I think that there's a rule when it comes to being late. I think you could be 10 minutes late, but you can't be an hour late. You can't, you know, but being early, I'll do a couple laps and then walk in on, you know, exactly on time or maybe a couple minutes early, but being very early is, is humiliating, honestly. Um, that's so funny. I've also done some shit where like, you guys know, I, I, my head is in space half the time. So like, I'll get an appointment wrong. I'll show up like a day early. I'll show up a week early. Once I went to a, a, my friend's birthday party a week early and I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like nobody's here yet. And I was just kind of like by myself looking around. And then I'm like, oh, let me double check this invite. And it, I was a week early. And then the next week, the night of the party, I forgot about it and didn't go. <laughs> I was sitting on my couch like, I feel like I had something to do tonight. And I look at my, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh, the fucking party, huh? My bestie still makes fun of me for that. So damn funny. Okay. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Factor. If you want all of the delicious fall meals and you don't want to stuff your pantry, you need Factor. Factor's chef-prepared chef prepared, dietitian-approved meals arrive ready to eat, so you're saving time in your day and your space in your cabinets. It, just throw a meal in the microwave or on a skillet for two minutes and dinner is served with meals like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. They'll satisfy all your fall cravings without any of the hassle. You guys, I love factor factor meals. Honestly, are like the equivalent of a restaurant. I know that the chefs over there at factor are professional as hell. They, they wear the big chef hat. They wear the outfits with the name embroidered on the sleeves and on the, on the pocket. Okay. That's what type of stuff we're dealing with over at Factor. And I just know it. That's who I envision making those meals because they're, they're good. Whether you're counting calories, keto, vegan, vegetarian, Factor is here to help you reach your goals, whatever they may be. 
head to factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 and use code secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. That's code secretkeepers50 at factormeals.com slash secretkeepers50 to get 50% off. And see, now I'm hungry because I was thinking about factor. Um, we also have AG1. Uh, why take a handful of different supplements when you can just use AG1? One scoop of powder in water once a day gives me the nutrition that I need to take whatever life throws at me. Their formula is amazing. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamin, minerals, and probiotics and whole food source ingredients that give me mood support, gut support, more energy, better skin, hair, and nails. I've been drinking AG1 for a while. I, when I go away, I bring the little packets with me, which are so convenient. They're like, do you guys remember those like little crystal light, like thin packets that you would put in water? It's like the same kind of vessel and you just throw it in a water bottle and it's good. And it doesn't taste bad. It tastes good. It's just like the easiest way because taking vitamins honestly is so freaking confusing and so expensive. And like, you know, I was taking a vitamin for a long time. And then my doctor was like, well, that's not going to work unless you take this one. Um, so you have to take this one on an empty stomach, this one while you're eating, this one after you eat, this one in the morning. This It's just like, hey girl, how about you put it all in damp powder and I'll drink it once a day. And they did that over there at AG1. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash secretkeepers. That's drinkag1.com slash secretkeepers for a one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Check it out. This one says, follow up advice for making new friends in a new city. Hi, Carl, just following up to see if you happen to have any connects for me. Hope you're having so much fun in Italy. Ciao, Bella. Oh, this must have been an old email. Wait, when was this from? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, she bumped it up. Okay. So this was a bump up. So let's get to the original. This was the original. I love your advice on how to meet some new girls in a new city. I'm moving to Kansas City from DC with my boyfriend. And I really want to make sure that I meet some friends when I'm there. I'm a true ex extrovert and love going out and mingling, meeting new people, hanging out with my girls and going out for dinner and drinks, etc. I'm also scared to miss out as I move to a new place. Although I'm not shy and love meeting new people, being in a new city intimidates me. Any suggestions on how to do this in a new place? I work from home, so I won't be meeting new friends at work. So I feel like it's a little bit harder as I'm more isolated in that sense. If any of the girlies are secret keepers and live in Kansas city. I'd love to connect so we can meet up for cocktails and talk about how much we love you, Robert and Stanley. Oh, I appreciate your advice and potential connection with some secret keepers. You guys, I know that I've done this before and then I lose the freaking email or I can't find the email. I'll try and search for it with keywords and then I can't find it. So if you guys live in Kansas city, let's try this. I've done this many times before as well, successfully. And I've set up a lot of the girls together in groups. Okay. But you know what I'm going to say? Sometimes these things slip through the damn cracks. Um, if you live in Kansas city and want to meet one of the girlies, email me, put it in the, put it in the, the subject of the email so I could find you. Okay. Let's see. This one says all makeup in the toilet bowl. Carly and the cutie little kitty witty baby boys. First of all, this is the only podcast I care to listen to. And your humor has really taken me through some of the hardest times on behalf. I am. Uh on behalf of, I am sure so many of your listeners, but especially me and my bestie girl, Emily, thank you so much for what you do. Oh, thank you so much. Your outreach is greater than you probably can imagine. Now this, 
Please, Carly, tell me why I was absolutely slaying my first ever slick back ponytail and I'm brushing out my final bumps and into the toilet water goes my entire makeup bag besides just a few items. I'm talking Charlotte Tilbury, rare beauty. Oh, God, that's a killer. Urban Decay, loose powder, cream products, the whole thing, hundreds of dollars worth of makeup, picture attached. I had to document this moment even for myself. So what do you do? Do you dump it all and start over and salvage what you can? Important context, the toilet was freshly cleaned, but does that even fucking matter? I don't know. Please don't judge me. I salvaged what I did. I literally dunked and a strainer into the toilet and let the water drain out of the makeup. I tossed the powders, brushes, and beauty blenders, and I bleached out everything else, wiped the caps with bleach, wiped down layers of all the stuff. But Jesus, also two days before this, I broke my MacBook and shattered my phone. Am I not a clumsy person? (laughs) Who did I make mad? And at least looking hot when I pissed them off. Jesus. Uh, Anyway, I, I always... Anyway, love always savvy and my girl Fran. This is my six month month chocolate Dutch house. Stop. This dog, stop. A little chocolate Dutch hound. I don't know that I've ever seen a fully little chocolate puppy Dutch hound. Wow, what a cutie. Dutch hounds are so funny because they literally are so close to the ground. It's like, it's like get taller, you little freak. Okay, so here's the picture of the toilet bowl. And Jesus Christ, it's like flush of money down the toilet, isn't it? Yeah, beauty blender's got to go. You want to know what? I recently, when I um, had that really bad sty or chalazian, whatever, on my eye, I got rid of all of my makeup because I was just like, I don't know what it is that's causing this. I just would rather be safe than sorry. And it was a killer to throw away like an expensive mascara that wasn't that old and like, the, the real deal beauty blenders and the foundations and just anything that could have been contaminated. I threw it all out and it fucking sucked. But I would say I would probably do the same with this because I don't want nothing going on my face that could cause a breakout, an infection. You putting it on anything you put on your eyes, anything you put in your mouth, girl. I'm not judging you, but I, I'm just too... I'm just too crazy. But again, I've done some crazy shit as well. You know, I dropped my phone in the toilet, took it out of the toilet and still used it. So uh, listen, it is what it is. Everybody has a boundary. Because once we we all have boundaries and then when something costs us a lot of money, we go like this. We go, "Eh, I guess I could still use it. You know. Because what am I supposed to do? So I'm not hating on you. I'm just so nervous all the time of like contamination. I don't know why. What, what, what do you, where do you think that stems from? I remember when I was in beauty school, in my past life, they were super, you know, if you, they were about contamination. Jesus. I remember like we would like, if we were doing a haircut, if you drop your comb, you had to like scream. <laughs> You had to like scream that you were putting it in the barbicide. Um, and same thing with makeup. Like you would lose points if you were, if we were doing a test and you were doing someone's makeup and you like put the, put the um, lipstick directly on them or like use the, the wand that goes in the lip gloss or use the, that wand that goes in the mascara. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to have like disposable ones. So to avoid cross-contamination, maybe that's why, but let's see. 
This one says, why can't she be happy for me? Friend help needed. Hi, Carly, big fan since your redheaded girl code days. Oh, thanks so much. Literally used to sneak to my basement to watch a show when I was a teen since I knew my parents would call it inappropriate. Isn't that so funny? I think a lot of people, I've actually um, had a bunch of people tell me like, oh, I watched that when I was like eight. I'm like, eight? God. So yeah, I get, I, I remember once I did this show and it was, um, it was like, uh, any age could go. And I think a lot of young girls were watching the show and their parents didn't know what they were watching, but their parents got them tickets to the show and came to the show with them. Actually, one of the listeners, her name's Katrina. Hi, Katrina was at this exact show and she was very young and her mom was so freaking cool. And I met her after the show and like, I remember her cause she, her mom was so cool. And then all these years later, she, she still listens to the podcast. I love her so much, but, um, I remember like I had gotten up on stage and I'm like, you know, doing my, my thing and like seeing people walking out. And I'm like, what the fuck did I say that made those people walk out? And then I asked the, the people that worked at the venue and they were like, oh, those were like kids. <laughs> Those were kids who, whose parents didn't know what they're watching on TV and then brought them and were mortified. I'm like, Jesus, they could have done a little bit more research, but. Because even though there were restrictions on on what we could say on TV and they definitely like striked a lot of stuff that we said out on TV, but like for the most part, it was still pretty raunchy. You know, anyway. She says, anyways, I would love to get your input on a situation involving a good friend of 10 years. Quick backstory. Last year, she got engaged. I'll admit at first, the news made me a little bit jealous and upset because I was going through a very rough year and really wanted to be engaged soon myself. That said, I never let that show to her and made sure to be really supportive and excited when she told me the news, because of course I was still very happy for her over time. I worked through my feelings and spent a lot of time chatting with her about wedding stuff and was honored to be in her bridal party. I talked with her about the stress of planning and uplifted her when she felt self-conscious about her size when wedding dress shopping skip forward to spring of this year, a few months before her bachelorette and wedding, my life is going a lot better. And my man and I start picking out an engagement ring. I told her about this. And when I said, I thought he bought the ring, she told me, I hope he doesn't propose before my wedding. No offense, but I kind of want the next few months to just be about me. What? I told her I wasn't expecting it to be that soon, but what the fuck? I was just thinking it's not her place to decide when I'm allowed to get engaged. Why didn't she want me to have a happy event alongside her. Well, over the next few months, I started noticing more things. Like I posted about an exciting project I had completed at work, no acknowledgement from her. I told her about how my man got a new job after being laid off. She didn't even ask what the new company was or ask about his new role. And that brings me to the latest event, my own engagement. Oh, congrats, girly. What just happened this week in New York City, I sent her a photo of my ring and told her that it happened. She legit just responded, congrats, then proceeded to ask a few questions and gave me very short responses in return. I try not to read too much into things like this, but her response felt so uninterested and compared to my other besties who immediately gushed about how happy they were for me, how beautiful my ring was, et cetera. Girl, where's the picture of the damn ring? I want to see it. 
I was really just starting to feel like she doesn't care to see good things happen to me, which is weird because she's a good friend in other ways, but it seems like this is a pattern and I'm honestly getting tired of it. I don't know if she's just jealous or insecure, but I don't think it's fair to project that onto a friend. So my question is, are my feelings about the situation valid? How do you handle um, people like this? I kind of want to call her out, maybe pull back from a friendship some, but I'm not sure how or what to say. Please help. Okay. So, damn. Oh, no. Hold on. Sorry, you guys. I, I lost connection with my mic, but um, this really sucks because I'm going to just say it. She's being a fucking hater. She is. She's being a hater. I'm sorry, but like, it's one thing if someone proposes at your wedding, it's kind of like, uh. But at the same time, like to want months of it just being about you is fucking crazy. Months? Oh, I just want the next few months to be about me. So if you wouldn't mind um, not getting engaged. So you put your life on hold and for until I'm done with my life thing. What? No, she's a hater. I would say something to her. Maybe if you want to wait until after her wedding. But... I would just say it hurt me that you didn't give me the same type of energy that I gave to you when you got engaged. And I was there for you throughout your, your wedding planning process and your wedding process. And, and I loved being there for you, but it just sucks when, when you don't get, you know, reciprocity. Is that the right word? Reciprocity. Uh Oh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I would say I would say something to her that that would bother me so much. Or maybe you could be like, and this is so passive aggressive, maybe you shouldn't do this. But when you're planning your stuff, you could just say, it, you know, something along the lines of like, spare me. You know, I don't I don't need you to pretend to be there for me. If you don't want to be there, it I, I kind of got the vibe that you weren't happy for me. Um. It is so weird when you have friends, like I don't have friends like this really anymore, but I have in my lifetime where like you have friends that are just like fucking haters and just not happy for you. Like I've cut all people like that out of my life completely because it's like, you're not my friend. You're doing the same thing that somebody doesn't like me would do. It's just negative energy. But I I had a friend for a little while that I felt like I couldn't tell her anything because she, I could just see it on her face that she was like upset about, uh, upset about good things happening to me or, or like whatever. Sorry, I got to drink. Not me having the damn hiccups. I'm also sorry, you guys, if, if you hear my washing machine going, someone by the name of Stanley Tucci threw up on the bath mat. So I got the bath mat in the wash. And also, you know, we got to have some, some words from the fluffy little guys, pretty litter. It's easy to put stuff on until then off until the next, <laughs> it's easy to put stuff off until the next day, week or month. But if you're using regular litter, your whole house will start to smell like a cat box pretty quickly. Make sure to switch to pretty litter. It's a one six pound bag that lasts up to an entire month. 
So you can procrastinate and still have an awesome smelling home. Not only that, Pretty Litter is specifically designed to help detect early signs of illness in your cat. The litter changes color to indicate issues like UTIs, kidney problems, and bladder issues, crystals, so that you can act quickly and get your cat the help that they need. You guys, I was actually really shocked that Pretty Litter, it really is one bag per month. You don't need to top it off. You don't need to refill it because it's not clumping. So it's just, I was surprised that it held up and, and didn't smell or anything like that, because a lot of litters I've tried that are non-clumping end up, they they end up, uh, you know, you know what it is. Pretty Litter has been the best litter that I've ever tried and you'll love it too. Go to prettylitter.com slash secret and use code secret to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash secret and code secret to save 20% off your first order. Prettylitter.com slash secret code secret terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) This one says my boyfriend may be a psychopath. Hi, Carly and the sweetest boys. I have been a longtime listener of the pod and have been binge listening to it the past few weeks. One of my friends who knows I love podcasts recommended it to me and I've been obsessed since. Oh, thank you guys so much. And thank you so much for spreading the word. I've never written into a podcast or advice type of thing, but I actually value your opinion and you give some of the best advice and I need your help. So I'm 24 and my boyfriend is about four, my, my boyfriend of about four months so not very long, is also 24. I'm from New England and he's from the South, but recently he moved up to Massachusetts. I'm normally not super attracted to Southern boys, but he's a real gem and I actually love how different we were brought up. It makes for plenty of fun conversations and learning experiences. I'm a huge animal lover and if I went hunting, I'd be crying the whole time and he, on the other hand, has grown up hunting and loves it. Last night, my friend, him and myself all went and grabbed dinner. Um, We had a great time and nothing out of the ordinary occurred. However, when we were headed back to the car, we saw the cutest little bunny. My friend and I had a normal human reaction. We were like, oh, so cute. Look at the bunny. My boyfriend, on the other hand, quickly grabs a small rock (gasps) and throws it at the bunny. Before my friend and I could really even notice what he's doing. Oh, my God, girl. The rock has already been thrown and the poor bunny died of an instant death. When I tell you I was horrified, I truly had no words. Immediately after he murders the poor baby, he goes and picks it up as if nothing just occurred and this is normal. My friend and I directly, my friend and I head directly back to the car and I was nearly in tears. As I write this, I still cannot believe what he did, but besides it just being mean, he knows I hate hunting and any type of animal death. When he gets back in the car, we drive pretty silently and I ended up dropping him off and he goes to kiss me and I give him a weak side kiss. Girl, I wouldn't have even let that motherfucker back in my car. Hold on. Let me turn off my damn. Sorry about that. I I wanted to turn off my um, washing machine. So, okay. So she gives him a weak kiss. He doesn't end up texting me to apologize. And I didn't hear from him until this morning. And he tells me I'm dramatic for wanting to fight over a bunny. He's girl. And it was rude of me to not want to kiss him when I dropped him off. And he said he would no longer do anything like that in front of me, but makes no promises about when he's not around me. What? I need advice. Am I being dramatic or am I being seriously bothered and disturbed? I'm genuinely upset because I like this guy a lot. Girl, I couldn't like anyone enough. 
we have such a good relationship and have never fought before, but the way he's acting is making me question things. Please tell me what to do in this situation. I'm at a loss. He also before has told me he enjoys killing animals. Girl, he's a fucking psycho. I totally thought he was joking, but now I feel like he was being dead serious. Yeah. I'm worried he may be psychotic. Let me see this picture of you guys. Yeah, no. Girl, no. Girl, he's a psycho. Listen, like, I know that there's people that hunt and, like, is that something I would ever want to do? No, but, like, unfortunately, it's a thing. But to just throw a rock at a bunny and kill it is not hunting. Like, that's literally not hunting. That's killing a bunny for no fucking reason. Oh, I don't like that. Honestly, I want to cry even thinking about that bunny. Because bunnies are so cute. Yeah, girl, that's not hunting. I, I, I would a thousand percent. Here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people that don't like animals. I need to be with a guy that fucking loves animals. I could never. I could never. Like, it's such a red flag. It, he's he's a walking red flag. And girl, that's like, um, that's like sociopath. You know, sociopaths do shit like that. Like, they, they interview murderers or, like, go back in the lifetime of murderers. And the, the family of the murderer is like, yeah, well, he used to kill squirrels in our backyard when, we, when he was ki- a kid. And we thought it was weird. And it's like, yeah, put him in a damn, in a hospital. It's sociopathic. Like people who don't feel empathy, right? Jesus. This one says, should I break up with this angel of a man? Hello, Carly and the Kitty crew. Thank you for being a part of my Monday mornings and for always supporting the Secret Keepers community with your sage advice. Thank you so much. Here's my issue. I've been extensively, exclusively, I've been exclusively dating this guy for a month now. Our relationship has been absolutely wonderful so far. He's kind, affectionate, respectful of my time and recognizes my intelligence and my creative abilities. He's the epitome of if he wanted to, he would. He's always planning nice dates, buying and handing me gifts. Oh, I'm sorry. Buying and hand making me gifts. Uh Oh, you guys, I need a sip of water because my brain's not working. communicating consistently, expressing his feelings and prioritizing my needs. We have a lot of physical therapy, physical chemistry, and he always makes me feel comfortable and safe during sex, which has been a struggle for me in the past. He has multiple bath mats ooh, and sheet sets. He's very handy and fixed my computer and various things around my apartment. I go positively feral when I see this man use a power drill, understandably so. I'm starting to develop legitimate feelings for him, especially since this relationship has come after a long line of people who treated me poorly. Okay, girl, what, what, what are we getting next? I never know what's going to happen next. Whenever you guys start listing the good things about him, I get a little scared. However, one problem arose the other day. When we were hanging out, the topic of having children came up. He said that having a family would make him feel fulfilled and that he would love to share his hobbies with a child, mentor a kid, watch them grow up, etc. And I have been absolutely sure my entire life that I would never have kids, either biological or adopted. I told him flat out that having a child is not something I could ever give or promise him and that I could, I can't see myself ever changing my mind. I said that these are rigid boundaries regarding my reproductive health and it's his choice whether that's a deal breaker or not. He seemed disappointed for a moment, but then said he want, 
while he wants children right now, he has flip-flopped about it in the past and the issue weighed on his mind for multiple years. He said that I'm very special to him. He doesn't want to give up a strong connection we have over a hypothetical future child. And he's, he'd never pressure me into changing my decision. While he seemed to respect this boundary for the time being, I'm really afraid that this is something that may become an issue as the relationship progresses. Prior to this, we both expressed that we are looking for serious relationships and are open to marriage one day. So besides this, our future plans align. I'm deliberating whether I should take his response at face value and continue seeing him, or if this is a red flag and I should leave while things are still in the beginning stages. If I leave him, it will hurt me really deeply. And I feel like I'd be giving up someone great. I respect him a lot and I don't want to deprive him of this major life experience if if it's something that he truly wants. I fear that as our relationship grows and our lives become more intertwined, it will become more and more painful to cut ties if he decides that he definitely wants a kid. There would be no other way for us to compromise on something like this. I know that it's very common for long-term couples to break up after realizing they wanting different things in life, whether it's kids, career, living arrangements. It's not something you can really predict or prevent. People evolve as time goes on, and that's not anyone's fault. This could happen with any partner I commit to about any aspect of life. I would love your perspective on this so I could sort out all the confusion that I've been dealing with. Picture attached of my perfect dog. Let me see the dog. cutie this dog is so cute you want to know why this dog is cute looks like a person like that's a girl there's no way that this is a boy like I'm looking at her uh, I'm looking at its face I don't know if it's (laughs) really a girl and I'm like that's one of the girlies like there's no way that this you know how dogs have like boy face or girl face sometimes this is a girl. God, I hope it's a girl. Otherwise, I just emasculated the poor guy. Um, if, okay, so you're 100% positive you don't want to have children. You have every right to feel that way. It's good that you voiced this. It's good that you're talking about it when the conversation has come up because I think something that happens regularly is like two people are like, I don't really know what I want. And then later on decide that they want to have kids or don't want to have kids or, you know, they change their mind or something like that. Um, But I think it's important to have these types of conversations early on in relationships for this type of reason. You don't want to end up getting engaged or living with someone or being married and then going like, listen, I actually really, really want this. Um, It seems like he kind of went the other direction when you said that you weren't interested in having kids. Um, he said, Oh, well, maybe I won't want kids later on. That's something that's kind of, you know, confusing to me. It's like, do you want them or not? Are you just saying this to appease me? Or are you saying this, you know, cause you want to see where this goes? I would just tell him like, you know, I, I won't be upset or, you, you know, I won't be offended if this is something that you really want, but I would, uh, I would love if you really give it thought and think about just envision what you want your life to look like later on. And if you, if having children is something that's really important to you, I a hundred percent support that. Um, but I would rather know now rather than in, you know, five years. Um, and you could just say like, I I'm really flattered that you're thinking about 
the possibility of not having children because you, we have this really strong connection, but I don't want to deprive you of that. And I don't want to take that away from you. Um, so I think it's better to have this conversation now. If he still doesn't know, you can't like force someone to, you know, make a decision like that. And you could just see where it goes. Um, if it were me, I would probably, I would, I would probably see where it goes. I, I don't know that, you know, breaking up over a hypothetical is, is useful this early on in the relationship. Cause maybe he will change his mind. Um, but I would just ask him like, listen, you know, if this is something that you definitely need, then I don't want to prolong the inevitable. This one says construction man hands. Hi, Carly. So my roommate has this friend. He's in construction. He's cool and pretty quiet. And I could be too until I feel comfortable with the person. So there hasn't been a ton of interaction the past few times I briefly met him. Lately, he's been over at our house helping my roommate with a big building project in our backyard. I like what I'm hearing. (laughs) I came home from work the other day and he was there with my roommate. Girl, where's a picture of him? God damn it. There's nothing attached. Uh, Okay. He was there with my roommate. They asked how my day was. I sat down, exhaled and went on a rant about how my day was stressful. And now my back hurts, blah, blah, blah. Just really vomiting out the energy of the day. Then the quiet construction working tattooed man walked over to me, handed me a joint and said, where does it hurt? And I said here and pointed to my lower back. Stop a girl. I'm literally like, this is a porno. He pulled up the ottoman, like nothing as if it weighed one pound. He sat on the couch behind me and said, are you comfortable if I massage your back? I said, I don't know what's happening, but it's yes for me. Then he proceeded to give me the best non-sexual massage I ever received while I smoked the joint that he handed to me. This construction worker hands are no joke. I was in shock. I asked if he was a professional masseuse. I don't know how to spell that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um, he said, no, I just have really strong hands. I followed him on Instagram a couple days later. He was already following me and he shared the screenshot. I attached his email. Um, okay. Let's see all this to say, I get it now. I've been more open to talking to him when he's around. His personality is a little bit dull, but he's kind of interesting too soon to tell, I think, but those hands and his Instagram story just really got me good. Um, time will tell if I choose to delve into it more girl, if you don't send me a picture of this hot bitch. (laughs) He didn't deserve to be called a bitch, but. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. He's posting horny stuff on the internet is what we're saying. So she, she did add a, a screenshot of his Instagram message and he, and he is a horny man. In fact, okay. He's posting horny memes. It's, it's a, um, screenshot and it says, I don't need paper or pen to write poetry. I can do that with my hands when I touch your skin. Girl, would I sleep with him? Hey. <laughs> I'm not driving. <laughs> oh, God. He's horny. But he also seems sensitive. I don't know. We love a callous king. We love a calloused king. Okay, let's do this fuck, marry, kill that um, someone sent in earlier in the episode. So, okay, this is very specific and I am taking it as I'm a little offended by it because it's like so specific to me that it's 
you're putting me in a bad position. So it's pickle beer, Aperol spritz, Bloody Mary. Now, here's the thing. I love, okay, I love Bloody Mary. But if you were to say Michelada, this would be a lot more difficult of a situation because I actually like Michelada more than I like Bloody Mary because Bloody Mary does have vodka in it and sometimes it doesn't sit right with me. Okay, so we're killing, believe it or not, even though I just had one last week, we're killing Bloody Mary, girl. Then we, we are fucking, are we, are we marrying Aperol Spritz or are we killing, uh, or, or are we fucking Aperol Spritz, girl? I think you got to marry Aperol Spritz and fuck pickle beer, right? Aperol Spritz is, is more marriage material, in my humble opinion, but pickle beer is a fun time. So that's that's where my decision stems from. But sorry, Mary. Sorry, Bloody Mary. You got to go. Um, anyway. You guys can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We'll get to them. I love you. I hope everybody um, has a good week ahead. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.